0: To the Bendy and Philby Show, as always, I'm Bendy, and this is Philby. I'm Philby, just chilling here. Tonight we're going to talk about The Dark Knight Rises. We're also going to talk about Looper, and we're going to talk about some episodes of Sherlock, as mentioned in the previous podcast. If you haven't seen these three, I would steer clear. We'll give you warning before we delve into each one. But first, we're going to talk about Looper. And to talk about Looper, are our faithful other two friends, Neil and PJ, who are joining us right now via Skype.
1: Hey Neil. Hey PJ. Amen. Thanks
2: for having us back, guys. Glad we passed the uh, audition the first
1: time around. Exactly. So, we all saw Looper within the past couple weeks. What was your opinion of the movie? Spoiler free. Spoiler free opinion of the movie.
2: Well, first, before I get started with my opinion, I just want to say, as a frequent listener of the show, I'm very happy that the segment has Phil seen the Avengers was finally answered yes in the last episode. Aw, oh, thanks. Good. On. Good.
0: One's our heart. <laughs>
2: And glad that looper hasn't taken this long. But, uh,
0: <laughs> also, I it was missing the scene looper. it was missing the scene where Joseph Gordon Levitt ran through yelling looper looper looper. <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: that's gonna be in the uh, extended edition. Excellent. I just cut, that on DVD.
0: Deleted scene.
2: Uh, I loved the movie. I thought it was great. Um, it was it was very cool to see a non sequel, non remake original take take on a science fiction. Uh, in the science fiction genre, uh, I thought all the actors did a phenomenal job. It was uh, a very uh, a great breath breath of fresh air. As I get tongue tied trying to say that.
3: Yeah, I loved it. Um, I think uh, the most outstanding part I think was that Bruce Willis played Bruce Willis, every action movie character that Bruce Willis ever is. He's the same guy. But then Joseph Gordon Levitt played an
0: outstanding Bruce Willis. Right, and you see, like, Bruce Willis just played himself, like you said, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt actually was the one putting on the makeup, going through, like, learning his mannerisms for weeks on end, and... Yeah,
3: it it actually made me think of, um, J.J. Abrams' uh, Star Trek remake, where, I mean, if you guys are familiar with, uh, or if our listeners are familiar with, um, kind of the classic, uh, original Star Trek cast, uh, the guys that, or, I mean, everybody who was acting in those roles, they... They paid homage to the, or, the original portrayals of those characters very well. I think, particularly, Chris Pine uh, as uh, Kirk, Zach Quinto as Spock, and then definitely, uh, I forget the guy's name, but the guy who played McCoy, uh, Bones, he, he's also played the Hulk in Avengers, right? What's was no. his name?
0: No. That you're thi- Carl Urban played uh, Bones. He was in Lord of the Rings and oh, a bunch of other. Yeah, yes. And yeah, I think he was in a couple horror movies. Red 3D. Yes. <laughs> no, I, don't laugh. That got like eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? So, yeah, believe it or not. Um, yeah, I agree with PJ. It's a hard act to pull off, but they still—he still played Bruce Willis while making it his own role as well, which I think is a tough balancing act to pull off. are your thoughts on the movie? I definitely like the
1: movie. I will definitely be owning it on DVD when it comes out. Would you be
0: seeing it? Would you have seen it again, even if you hated it, just like Born Legacy? <laughs>
1: I, w- I would see it again, yes, <laughs> with the big tub of popcorn by yourself. Big tub of popcorn. <laughs> it is
2: it is the kind of movie that you have to that you have to pay attention to. You can't. I mean, you gotta you gotta go in with an open mind and you know check some things at the door, but uh, you definitely have to be paying attention, to try and keep up with the different timelines. And I don't want to give too much away in the spoiler free version, but definitely uh, this might be something that you need to see twice. And I'm definitely thinking about going back to see it maybe tomorrow. or Friday, so and, and another thing
3: that I liked about this movie is that it takes place, uh, I mean, there it takes place in the future, I think is it 2044? Uh, yeah, you're time. right. And, um, but it doesn't look like, they, they don't make all these incredible technology leaps, like in Back to the Future, right? I mean, you do have a couple of, you know, hovering vehicles, but I mean, people are still driving pickup trucks, people are still driving their regular cars, like uh, there's a scene on a farmhouse, and on an actual farm that's still in production. And it looks like it was built in the 20th century, um, so it's it, it's not taking so many leaps, and it seems a little more believable than you know your kind Minority of Report visual effects things. What's that? Like
0: Minority Report.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. And I think the interesting thing is they had it based in Kansas, so it's it's kind of a rural farm-like community. So they don't go. Too far out of their way. They don't show the city very much. Besides his apartment, they're usually out on the farm the whole time. So I think that's what helped keep it grounded as well. in technology. I think the only thing you see on the farm is the the watering uh, mechanism. Robot. Yeah, the pesticide robot that flies over the field. And yeah. the rest of it is all just stuff you could find here or there.
2: All right. So spoilers to come in this next uh, Looper discussion. But um, uh, I I really loved the movie for a number of reasons. Um, pj talks about jgl and uh bruce willis the supporting cast i thought was great too especially the the kid who was sid the Kid was uh, awesome i mean the, the i've heard the, the number one rule in hollywood is don't work with kids and don't work with animals because they're just too much trouble and you never get enough bang for your buck but i mean whatever they paid this kid Sid, did, it wasn't enough and for someone to have such a, a pivotal role and to portray the emotion that he did when he was you know freaking out and Blowing things up because he was a, a TK. That I mean, that was such a. I mean, you kind of saw that it was coming, but it was such a cool uh, representation of it through that kid. I, I was very, very impressed with
0: him. Yeah, we were gonna say it's been a really good year for kid actors because that kid was amazing. And uh, Philby and I both saw the movie *Beasts of the Southern Wild*. Uh, you'll be hearing more about that in the Oscars, uh, but you'll have to check that one out. And also *Moonrise Kingdom*. Uh, the new Wes Anderson film was all with kids, so it's been a good year. For, not to not to uh, trek too far from what we were talking about, but I have to agree, the kid in general and the, the TK that he possessed was pretty cool, kind of like I mean, X-Men. He,
3: he is very young, too. I was amazed at how young... I mean, how
0: old is he? He's got to be like four years old. Well, IMDB, his name is Pierce Gagnon, and... Let's see, it's not listing an age right here. We'll have that, we'll look that up and put it in the corrections, but he can't be more than 10 years old. (laughs) Yeah. At at most, at most. Got those cute big puffy cheeks, too. Exactly. (laughs) And and the crazy face, he has the bitch face whenever he does the TK, he just...
2: And for a movie that wasn't very special effects heavy with its, uh, I mean, with its premise, you know, it wasn't like Minority Report with, uh, you know... uh, you know, pictures flying by as Tom Cruise is trying to figure out when and where it's happening and all that sort of stuff. The special effects of this movie were really good. I mean, I loved the hover bike stuff. That was very cool to see. Um, That whole scene with Sid when he was going all TK ape shit and made that guy explode blood, that was really well done. There's one other scene that I was thinking of that I can't remember. Oh, when uh, his friend kept getting uh, body parts chopped off in the past and then it was happening to his future self. That was so. That was so cool. That
1: was yeah, that a, was Seth. A strong opening. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, unless you know they're not messing around at the beginning. I mean, that's and then you set it up for the whole movie that he's just running from that.
2: Well, and that brings me to a point that I want to bring up. I, I understand that Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I mean, maybe needed to kill himself because there was no stopping his his future self uh, at the end when there was that standoff in the cornfield. But using that logic, couldn't he have just blown his hand off, and then the the gun would have dropped out of Bruce Willis's hand? That's what I
1: said. I said he could have just maimed himself. He didn't have to kill himself.
2: Yeah, I I was sad to see him go. But he could maim
1: himself. He could maim himself, and then a love story blossoms, and he helps raise Sid with that chick.
0: But yeah, that's, that's Bruce Willis is a Bruce Willis is still there though, trying to kill the, the wife mean, and the or the uh, the woman and the child until his last dying breath, which created the endless loop of the kid resenting everything. The only way he could do it is if he killed himself, and then the kid would come back to his mom, who fosters the kid and makes sure he grows up all right. I can
3: see that because yes. his character is so tenacious. That I mean, so you blew off one of his hands just for Just gonna. Sit there and blow off his own body parts just to try and stop him. He might as well just get it over
0: with. Yeah, I mean, you saw Bruce Willis wasn't going to stop. He had already killed one kid, was willing to kill another, that he actually knew before he got there, which you don't see people killing kids in movies too often. So. That
1: was shocking, yeah. That and was I another like thing. like didn't actually show it. Well, I don't it, think... Yeah. They cut away from it. I don't think they're legally allowed to. So
2: that in a movie recently, they got a bunch of flack for it. did Nicolas Cage shoot some... Chicken, uh, it's like that superhero movie. Not to go back to nicholas Cage and his Oscar winning <laughs> performance in The Wicker Man,
0: but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: think there was a movie that came out with him recently where he was training oh. some girl to be superhero. And was it
0: Punisher? Him. No, kick ass. kick ass.
2: Kick Ass, yes, yeah.
0: I know, I know the little girl swears like a sailor and he teaches her how to kill people, but I'm not sure if he kills. Another little kid, I think he or he kills girl. her.
2: I think he, she has like a bulletproof vest on, or something like that. But you don't know that at the time. He, ju- he just shoots well, her,
0: and he he's he's her dad him. in the movie. So I don't think he shoots her. She, I yeah. think she gets shot, and she comes back. But yeah,
1: I think they get they take a lot of flack for pointing guns at kids nowadays.
0: Also, though, Jim Carrey will be in the new Kick Ass. He started filming his scenes. Oh, he really? looks awesome. <laughs> he's he's like an army superhero, and he looks perfect for the part. Well, that's just awesome. inter- another interesting side note.
2: But this has been a uh, this has been a pretty banner year for JGL uh, in terms of summer releases. I mean, he was in uh, the the biggest movie ever with Dark Knight Rises. Uh, you mean Premium and, Rush? And one of the best parts. Yeah, he was in Premium Rush, which I saw and actually wasn't that bad. Really? So, I mean, it was very cliche, but he goes from that from Dark Knight Rises to that to now this. Is I mean, it's three very well. Not to be styles.
0: outdone, he's also in Lincoln which is still within the year. That comes out next or in November. He What's is it, Abraham really? Lincoln's son in Lincoln. Oh my God. So he's had a pretty... Anna Kendricks has had a good year, too, your girl Anna Kendricks. She's in everything. Hey, uh,
2: not going to lie, I was, uh, I was taken to see Pitch Perfect, the acapella movie, and uh, I did not hate it. I actually liked it. It was, uh, it was really funny. Uh, so, Neil, how is
1: Magic Mike? Uh, I have not seen Magic Mike. Oh, you said you enjoy Magic Mike. Oh, that's good
0: for you. And Neil comes in as the whitest person ever for liking the <laughs> the acapella movie <laughs> with Anna Kendrick. Going to be appearing
2: next on the shit white people listen to station. <laughs> on Pandora, I think that's uh, our
0: podcast already, <laughs> also known as.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so PJ and Neil, we're gonna close this loop and uh, sign that's off for
3: difference.
1: the. I f- said it. I said it. <laughs> we're gonna close the loop and uh, sign off for the night. Uh, Good talking to you, and thank you for joining us. Uh, Any parting words?
3: Thanks for having
0: us. Spread the word. (laughs) See you, sleazy. (laughs) Nighty-night. Continuing on the Joseph Gordon-Levitt theme, I just wanted to segue into that and discuss the ending of The Dark Knight Rises, since this is uh, spoilers in this podcast. What did you think about the ending of The Dark Knight Rises? Do you think it's supposed to be ambiguous, or would you like to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt take up the helm and continue as Batman in future movies?
1: I believe that Christopher Nolan was throwing his nomination of Joseph Gordon-Levitt into the ring uh, to be the next Batman. Um, whether that turns out to be the uh, turns out to be true or not is, uh, of course, up to the next director. But I believe that that if Christopher Nolan were to continue. Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be his choice. Would he be your choice? Would he be your top choice? Yeah, that would be fine. He's a little on the younger side to be uh, the stereotypical Bruce Wayne kind of Batman, but I think it would give it a new opportunity for the franchise to go a different direction.
0: You would see a different story, too, because whereas all the other movies, he starts as Bruce Wayne and is Batman the whole time. He would be the Robin character as batman or i guess his last his first name is robin Haha <laughs> it was a joke yeah, yeah. which I don't, I don't know if i like that i mean they kind of threw that in there but christopher nolan has said that he never wanted a robin in his movies so that's kind of his way of throwing fans a bone exactly but i agree i would like to see joseph one levitt continue as batman it's a shame that christopher nolan isn't directing any more of them and that christian bale aren't in them but it's probably good for their careers they don't always stick with batman even though I would love as a fan to see them stick with Batman forever. Just alternate between Inception sequels and Batman films. <laughs> it's funny because the original plan for the movie wasn't even to have Bane in there, though. It was to have the Joker come back in the third movie and have them duke it out one final time. But sadly, Heath Ledger passing away on your on your birthday. Yeah, that was such a bummer. Um, was my, that your 21st birthday? My 21st birthday
1: with my first six-pack, and we get the news of you're passing away. It was a big bummer.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate. And it was also unfortunate for the third movie. I mean, I love Tom Hardy, and I loved Bane. I thought that was the best plan B that they could come up with. And I have no complaints with the, how the movie turned out. But I still would have liked to have seen the Joker duke it out a little bit, release everyone from jail. I guess Bane still could have been a part of it. Wishful thinking. And that's what they had in mind, because they kept him alive at the end of the second one. They didn't even put him in jail. He's just hanging there at the end of it. And that was that for that. Speaking of superheroes, I don't know if Batman actually qualifies as a superhero, but I would say he, out of any comic book character, is by far my favorite superhero. doesn't have any superpower, uses his wits, his dashing good looks, and his brain and brawn that he cultivates himself to fight crime.
1: And my favorite would be able to beat up your favorite, uh, Iron Man, uh, another normal man but with an iron suit would be able to beat up batman.
0: Yeah, but I mean I, that's so much he uses actual weapons. Batman uses smoke and fog and and the batarangs and all the zip lines
1: um that those things seem to be synonymous with wuss, I'd say. And Iron oh, Man be, is able to fly around and jet around the world. Uh, I'd like Iron Man. I'd I'm not it. saying
0: that Iron Man's not an awesome character, but you got to go I mean it's uh I'm an Iron Man
1: guy. Ever since my grandmother got me an F- Iron Man folder in the third grade, I'm So this, an Iron this Man was even. Guy.
0: So let's. This stems back even way before the Marvel oh, movies. Oh yeah. So. You liked Iron Man. You had a Trapper Keeper or folder.
1: A folder, yeah. Did you, did my you put it keeper. up?
0: Did you put it up so no one else could cheat off your test results? <laughs> it was one of the ones I
1: used. Yeah. Those it, little
0: girls, fourth grade, in <laughs> Fox Trapper. Third
1: grade and everybody trying to cheat off my spelling answers. Uh, yeah, the uh, Iron Man was always my favorite. Uh, I just thought. I don't know. I thought his suit was cool.
0: Well, if Iron Man is your favorite, who would you say is runner-up? Who's second place? Second place? uh, It's wide open for that competition. Yeah, Wolverine is pretty sweet, too. Yeah, I feel like they botched it, though, in the last oh, spin-off wow. Wolverine movie. I know they're making the new one with Hugh Jackman, who that seems to be his only movie role that he plays these days. They
1: way botched the Wolverine whatever it was, Origins, X-Men Origins Wolverine. They way botched that one. But
0: uh, but they are, they are coming out with a new one, I think, um, towards the beginning of next year. That'll be out, and his cameo in the newest X-Men movie was pretty awesome. And I don't I, want to spoil that. This, this is the spoiler free section again.
1: <laughs> I think it's the, second X-Men, uh, the second Wolverine movie will be like Hulk 2. Forget about the first one.
0: <laughs> that brings me to an interesting point because I guess they didn't cast Edward Norton for creative differences in the Avengers, but I would have loved to see him. I know Mark Ruffalo did a great job.
3: Oh yeah. And I would
0: love, I'd love to see a spin-off movie with him as the Hulk, but I really like the second Hulk movie. I, it's one of my favorite out of all the Marvel spinoffs. Iron Man 2 is probably last. I'd say Captain America's up there near the top. Thor is somewhere in the middle, but the second Hulk movies maybe tops. I'd say tops wow. out of all, all the right. newest Marvels. Yeah, I, I definitely...
1: Uh, Captain America, Iron Man, both one and two, and I'm looking forward to three when War... Hammer. Warhammer. Warhammer is a bigger... War primer. Machine. War, War Machine. War Warhammer is that other game. Yes. War Machine is a bigger role. Um, looking forward to those Iron Man and the next Iron Man. But um, uh, Hulk, yeah, I'd say Hulk is mid-range.
0: If I had one complaint about Thor, and I was saying Thor was close to my least favorite, the one complaint would be his band of friends that come along with him who really serve no purpose in the movie. They're just his companions that he gets into mischief with. And they'll probably have less of that in the new movie. I'm excited to see where they go with that. I would have liked to see him just defending crazy Power Ranger-like machines on Earth as they threaten to destroy different parts of Texas and just him uh, interacting with other people and not on his home planet. But that's just me, and that's just wishful thinking. And we all just prefer to not just even think about Green Lantern. Or we'll Daredevil. Nevil. I didn't think Daredevil was too bad, but...
1: Uh, Daredevil was pretty bad. Would you argue Ben Affleck's worst movie? Maybe Uh, besides
0: Geely. Easily,
1: easily one of the best. Yeah, I'd say easily tied for worst Ben Affleck movie.
0: Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace.
1: Favorite Ben Affleck movie, what would that be? Uh, I'm pretty excited for Argo. I bet that'll take tops. Uh, If not, Dazed and Confused is my favorite Ben Affleck movie. What about The Town? Dazed and Confused is my favorite Ben Affleck movie. Good Will Hunting? The Town? (laughs) Dazed and Confused my favorite Ben Affleck movie. Why why do you... Is he even
0: in Dazed and Confused? He's the main bad guy in Dazed and Confused. Wait, hold on a second. He's the main bad guy in Dazed and Confused. As IMDB has just confirmed in 1993, I stand corrected, he played Fred O'Banion in Dazed and Confused. The main
1: bad guy. Yes,
0: it's coming back to me now a little bit. When was uh, Good Will Hunting? I guess that was... Later. That was after it. Let's see, he... Did that in 1997, he played Chucky Sullivan in Goodwill Hunting. I think that's my favorite. If not, uh, a few years later, Armageddon, he played A.J. A lot of people hate it, guilty pleasure movie. Yeah, I'd say, again... If P.J. were still on the line, he would wholeheartedly agree that this is a guilty pleasure movie. It sneaks into some top ten. Let's see, he did some pretty terrible movies. Uh, Extract. Ugh. But I mean, he he peppered in some decent movies: Shakespeare in Love in '98, Dogma, which was in '99. See here. Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor was somewhat of a dud and historically inaccurate. Some of All Fears was so-so. Daredevil terrible. Geely, terrible. Jersey Girl. Okay. Smoking Aces was. Smoking Aces was all right. Was medium rare. And then he took a little bit of a break. He married Jennifer Garner, popped out a few kids. Well, she did, uh, so not too bad right there. And then he did that string of movies where he direct he directed Gone Baby Gone, The Town, and then Argo. But we are really excited about Argo. That comes out this Friday, I think. I believe so. So right about when this when you listen to this podcast, you can go see Argo too, and we'll also be discussing that in our next one, I'm sure, because I want to see that and. Monday or Sunday night when we get back from Potter County.
1: We'd like to continue our plug for the BBC version of Sherlock that you can stream on Netflix.
0: That's right. There are two seasons on there, but don't get too discouraged because a season is only three episodes. Since each episode, as we've said, is only about an hour and 20 minutes, As our favorite website, The Pens Blog, has said, it's a good way to pass the time during the lockout. Bad goddamn lockout. Goddamn lockout. But you could uh, perhaps put it on when a game would be on, and that would take up almost the same amount of time that a hockey game takes. I would like to plug the first episode of the second season. Once again, I won't spoil it because we're out of the spoiler section. But the first episode of the second season is called A Scandal in Belgravia. And if you're familiar with the first and second Sherlock movies with Robert Downey Jr., you know the character of Irene Adler... She's a little bit different in this one, and once again, I won't spoil anything or the plot, but suffice to say that this is the best episode of television you'll see since perhaps Lost did the episode The Constant with Desmond. Like, yeah. You're not a big Lost guy, so you don't know, but I'm it not is, a Lost guy at all. I'd like to proclaim it as the best episode of TV in the past maybe five or six years. If anyone likes to dispute that, they're welcome to. You they haven't can. watched any Justified now, I have to get into that. If I get into Justified, then you'll have to get into some other show that I pick as well. Fine. Deal. Uh, we would like to plug another show. The Walking Dead comes back this Sunday. At, was it 9
1: o'clock? premieres this Sunday. I'm not 100% sure on the time. We
0: will do that in the corrections. I'm pretty excited for this season of Walking Dead. Not available on Dish. Not available on Dish Network. <laughs> I feel sorry for anyone with Dish because they're not getting Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, and those shows. I mean, it's really just us plugging AMC for them. Which is hopefully what they want. But uh, hopefully this season of Walking Dead, Carl can listen to his parents and stop getting into hijinks and getting other people killed. Not just be a whiny little kid. Yeah, which is pretty terrible. I mean, I think he's one of the most uh, hated characters ever on television, which is pretty hard to do. I would agree. If if they don't clean up
1: his act, they might start losing watchers.
0: That's all the scuttlebutt work. Anyone who watches Walking Dead just hates Carl. It was a trending topic on Twitter. Just kill Carl already. <laughs> um, I've heard good things about the new season. Uh, it's just them kicking ass and taking names in the first few episodes, which is really what they need, what they needed to get back to. And instead of all this drama and talking and stuff that we didn't sign up for when we started watching the show. Exactly. It's now time for the Would You Rather segment of our podcast. Our first Would You Rather is sent in to us by my lovely fiance, Kathy Scott. You can follow her on Twitter at half math, all one word, with an underscore after it. She writes in, Would you rather meet your hero, dead or alive, or would you rather be a hero to someone else? Philby? I would rather meet my
1: hero, uh, Winston Churchill, and I believe that he would enable me, he would inspire me enough that I could be a hero to a lot of other people. I mean, he's the hero of his generation. I believe meeting him you get enough inspiration to become the hero of your generation.
0: Now, what makes him your hero? I mean, he's a few generations before you, right?
1: Right. I'd say his gumption is certainly something to be, is certainly admirable. Uh, Good word, drop. Thank you, gumption. And, uh, yeah, I think his blood, toil, sweat, and tears speech is one of the most influential speeches in history.
0: Now, stick with me here. I think I would rather be a hero to someone else, and as pretentious as that sounds, if I had to pick between the two, I think it would be more important to be a hero to someone else than to be a little more self-serving and to just meet someone that was my hero. And in the immortal words of Michael Scott, Am I a hero?
1: I really can't say, but yes. The next Would You Rather is from Neil, who is just on, and his Twitter handle is at KeepingItNeil. Uh, what is your favorite sandwich, and don't tell me why.
0: My favorite sandwich, I would tell you why if I was asked that question, but just my favorite sandwich would be either the cheesesteak at Primani's or the New Yorker at Pepe's, which is also just a cheesesteak but with bacon.
1: i definitely say that. those are sound delicious, but my favorite is definitely a Reuben.
0: Don't tell me why. I will not. That concludes our brief Would You Rather segment. If you'd like to send us any, we are always welcome some. You can send it to our new Twitter handle. That Twitter handle is at bendyfilbyshow, all one word. Again, that's just bendyfilbyshow at Twitter. Our follower, Josh Kearns, has already utilized this Twitter handle. He asked. What are your new favorite upcoming bands? Philby, what are your new favorite upcoming bands?
1: Uh, the two bands I'm currently listening to on repeat are Marcus Foster, and he's a solo musician from the UK, and he's got some pretty good songs on his album One Lonely Road, I believe. And I believe that's the title of the album. Uh, and he's got a new album coming out October, at the end of October. Um, and the second band I've been listening to a lot, especially their live iTunes session, is the Head and the Heart. And I saw them in concert in
0: Columbus last spring, and ever since then I've been rocking to them. Those are two pretty solid suggestions. I also have two as well. The first band is the band Delta Spirit. They've been getting a lot of play at NPR, but you really don't hear them too much on mainstream radio. They were supposed to have a Pittsburgh or a Pittsburgh concert, but I think it got rained out. Got thunderstormed out. I was lucky enough to catch them at Bonnaroo. They were one of the smaller acts, but I sought them out. They have a new album that just came out within this year. It's self-titled, so it's just Delta Spirit. It's a good album. You can listen to it from the very first song to the last. Just listen to the whole album, which I think is rare these days. The second album is a little more well-known. Uh, sorry, the second band is a little more well-known. The Lumineers, you might know them from various commercials, and their hit song, Ho Hey, is it Ho Hey or Hey Ho? Ho Hey. Ho Hey, a little confusing there, but uh, they have another solid album, that's another album that I could listen to from beginning to end, I think you would agree with me, Philby? I definitely like the Lumineers as well. And I think they were just recently here at Stage A.E., but sadly we both missed out on that.
1: Missed that show, and now they're down south and up in Europe.
0: Yeah, so unfortunately they are not touring here. So those are our two favorite bands, and As always, we'd like to plug the new Mumford & Sons album that we talked about in a previous podcast. If you're the one or two people in the world who don't have that album yet, you should go out and get it. It's Babel or Babel, if you prefer. All right, it is corrections time. The first correction I like to make, which which was correctly pointed out by Peter Hendrickson, who was on our previous podcast, is that I screwed up the name of the author of the book Team of Rivals, that is the Lincoln book I said I was reading. The actual name of the author is Doris Kearns Goodwin and not... Doris Goodwin Kearns. Easily confused, I think. I'm probably not the first person to make that error. The second correction we have is that Walking Dead is on at 9. We couldn't think of what time it was originally on, but this Sunday it will be on at 9 o'clock, and any Sunday from then on. And Philby, I think you have one last correction.
1: And Marcus Foster's album, I just mentioned I had confused the album title with uh, Ray LaMontagne's song. Um, The true name of Marcus Foster's album is
0: uh, nameless path so be sure to go out and get that and also legally go out and get those other three albums we mentioned, they are well worth the listen we've come to the end of our fifth podcast I'd like to especially thank Neil and PJ for coming on to talk about Looper hopefully their audio comes through okay it was a good experiment we were doing recording audio directly from Skype so hopefully uh, that comes through okay and we apologize if it does not And we'd also like to thank Kathy
1: and Josh for their content contribution. And thank you all for listening, and don't forget to spread the word.